This is episode number 51 of the Full Tech Podcast, talking about the evolution of gaming on consoles and PC. Welcome to the Full Tech Podcast. This is your host, Mango, from FullTechPodcast.com. If this is your first time here, we talk about gaming, technology, system administration, IT, what have you. It's gaming, it's computers, it's tech. This is what we're about here at Full Tech Podcast. And today, the topic of the day is the evolution of gaming consoles and the technology behind, behind them. How has that changed over the years? I've been a gamer since, shoot, I don't even know when at this point. I've been a gamer a long time. Let's put it that way. <laughs> 36 years old at this this podcast, 36 years old. So we'll start off with the early gaming consoles. Now, a lot of you here, probably some of the younger especially some of the younger listeners probably never had a NES and that stands for a Nintendo entertainment system. And what it really boils down to all these consoles, the NES wasn't even my first one. Technically it was the first one I probably played, but it wasn't my first one. They're basically just computers. Uh, so the NES in Japan, what some of you might not know, is called the Family Computer Famicom. It's just a computer. It's the same. It does the exact same thing as the Nintendo Entertainment System did in America. Same thing. Family Computer, NES, almost identical hardware. They had different pins on the cartridges. I would say the Famicom still today, like if you put a Famicom game in it, Next to NES that hasn't been modified, the Famicom cartridges are going to work way more than the NES cartridges are going to work because they have just problems. Anyway, this is kind of just pull you into how this podcast is going to go, guys. This is what this is going to be about. How stuff's changed over the years. How's changed for the better, for the worse? And you know, what, 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 where we go from here? So you got your early gaming consoles, your early game consoles. Now, unfortunately I wasn't around in the seventies and not really much in the eighties. I mean, I was born in 86, so I'd been four years old when 1990 hit. <laughs> so, you know, four years old, you don't really remember a lot. Uh, you know, NES was at the end of its life at that time. So I, don't, I never had a Nintendo entertainment system. So we're going to have to take a step back and just kind of what I know from personal experience and, you know, stuff I've read, watched over the years and, you know, older family members, what have you, they had oh, the older consoles. So the big one around where 
I'm from was the Atari 2600. So I do have an Atari 2600 now, but that was the first family computer at home. That's that basically the big, the big, the big one. Now, before that, everybody was just trying to release Pong at home. You know, for, first, really, it was arcades. You go somewhere and you had this big arcade cabinet. And this thing was built specifically to run one game. So you'd have like Pac-Man, for example. That's all it done. That's why Pac-Man looks so good compared to a home console, especially the Atari 2600 Pac-Man, which is, there is a review, review on fulltechpodcast.com of Pac-Man on the 2600. Anyways, that's why some of the, the, the arcades just... The, when they ported to the home consoles, especially on the Atari 2600, you know, the the Atari 2600 was very limited. It only had so many colors. It only had so much memory. It wasn't going to produce the same graphics <clears throat> that a arcade that was built specifically to do this task was going to do. You know, and arcades are awesome when you think about it. If you guys love electronics, get in the arcade. It, it's crazy, all the switches and buttons and just arcade sticks and programming and yeah this is i would say the electronics if you're an electronic person and i'm sort of you know into electronics more like this is more electronics more than it is computers like it is but it isn't like it's more electronics because i mean arcades have everything in it like you know you had uh, i'm getting off on a tangent here but first First, there was basically arcades built. And the first game, I believe, it was called Space War or Space Battle. Okay, so I guess it was Tennis for Two. I thought it was something else. Space War, 1961. That's what I'm looking for. Space War. Space War. That was the first one I remember being the first computer. But apparently there was a tennis game. That's why Pong was very popular because, you know, the first game was a tennis game. Then they started making all these Pong consoles. So you could actually get like a Pong console. That's what it done. It played Pong. And that was like the first thing. You had paddles and everything. You could hook it up to your TV. That was the first home console. Then they started coming out with, you know, Atari 2600s. You could put a different cartridge in. And there's a million other different ones you can put in. But, you know, this is the, this is before the eight bit era, really. This is more like barely any bit era. This is the simple graphics, the simple sounds. It's pretty cool, but then it's so simple. And it, it, like, you can't really tell that some of these characters don't really have detail in it. So, you know, even then, I would still say the arcades was still the place to be. To play the, the best of the best games and the graphics and sounds and yeah. But then come the rise of the home consoles. And this is where you have your Sega Master System, your Nintendo Entertainment System, your Game Boy. This is where this started. About the mid-80s. So you got your Nintendo Entertainment System. It's the 8-bit era at this point. And 
you can actually tell you can actually tell what stuff is on screen this time. Like there's there's detail. You know, you got Mario flying around. Everybody knows who Mario is. He's got a mustache. He can jump high. Believe it or not, Mario was actually in Atari Twenty Six Hundred. He just didn't didn't look the same. Like Donkey Kong was released for the Atari Twenty Six Hundred, and Mario looks like Mario on the arcade Donkey Kong a little bit. They changed him a little bit from Jumpman. He was known as Jumpman first, then he turned into Mario. So everybody's got these at-home consoles. Now, they're 8-bit. You can finally play these arcade ports somewhat like the arcades at home. This is where everything starts getting like, okay, I can play some of these. And then, then, instead of having arcade ports all the time, they actually started making games. Like, they made games for the Target Twix Center. You know, like Yars Revenge or something that was actually made for the Atari 600. It was an arcade port. That it's like Nintendo, the, the NES era, the 8-bit era. This when they started making games without making them for arcade in mind. Sort of. This is, at least this is the way I perceive it. I could be totally wrong. So they started making games for the NES. Like, you know, they had Final Fantasy. This was a, just an epic adventure. Like you couldn't, you couldn't play this game at arcade. You would be standing for hours, and I'm, I mean, people do stand for hours going for, you know, world records and stuff. But this is different. Like you're reading a story, you're getting a story. You got good sound. You know, this is an adventure, like it, a legit adventure game. And computers at this time really didn't have. They had games like this, but. It's just like the games wasn't like Nintendo. I don't know. Nintendo just had better games than what the, like a computer could actually do for some, for some reason, even though they probably programmed all these games on a computer, the NES was just built specifically to do this. And that they just had great programmers. Probably that's probably the thing is that, you know, final fantasy was developed by Squaresoft at the time. And this was their, final game to come out so they're making this epic adventure rpg with saving and all this other saving wasn't even a thing at this point until now until like zelda and final fantasy you didn't have saves guys you got to realize it like your game wasn't did not save they introduced like a battery backup in your cartridge you could save your game for the first time in some of these cartridges crazy <laughs> like it's crazy thinking about this you know this is the mid 80s yeah i mean your games didn't save an arcade did not save an arcade why would they you know the sega master system was kind of doing the same thing like it had epic adventure games they had like fantasy star stuff like that but this this was the, the, the nintendo was just different and, and it really it really saved gaming in my opinion, because really you had the arcades, then you had the video game crash. Arcades were still kind of kicking, but then the NES come out and it really put a, it, it put a hurt on the arcade market. It did. But then come the 16 bit era. This is the super Nintendo era, the super Famicom era, the Sega Genesis graphics are just looking even better at this point. 
Of course, you still cannot compete with arcades on the way stuff looked. It's like arcades, it's almost like computers at the time were making these, like in the 90s, like late 90s, from full 3D Quake Unreal Tournament. Then you got, you know, what was 96 on the Super Nintendo? It wasn't Quake, <laughs> that's for sure. Like Quake come out, so we're, we're about in the nineties now. Quake come out for the computer, the first three D rendered game. Like you know the you know Doom, Doom's awesome, obviously, but it wasn't the f- first three D accelerated game. Quake was, and consoles well could not do this even come close to making something like quake run ever, but it could make doom run. Like there was a doom port at the time. What was it like 94? Maybe. I don't know when doom actually come out on super Nintendo, but let me just tell you the, 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 the difference between the super Nintendo version of doom and the PC version of doom is vastly different. Like the super Nintendo one is just, Oh, like it's bad, bad. I mean, it's not bad for what, what the super Nintendo was capable of doing, but you know, it, it definitely was still lacking. Like he just, but the super Nintendo was still awesome though. The super family computer. Think about it. This is all really computers guys. Like you can pretend consoles ain't computers and we'll get to that. Like when we move on to the modern gaming consoles but there's still the rise of the home consoles so you got your super nintendo they're still not doing 3d computers are moving on to 3d basically at this point you got the sega genesis you got the sonics first the marios it's just a good time and it is a good time arcades are still kind of kicking but you know the mid 90s i don't remember ever going to an arcade like there was no arcade near me anyway. We had arcade machines like at Walmart still at this time, which was cool. I played them. The nineties are kicking. There's there's not really the arcades like arcades back in the eighties. It, it, it just wasn't it wasn't a thing. Like you didn't go to the arcades and play video games all day because there really wasn't any. Arcades were kind of going away at this point. And people were staying at home playing video games. You have big grand adventures like Legend of Zelda, Link to the Past. And this is where I finally got my first console, was the Super Nintendo. Had Final Fantasy 3, really 6. We didn't know that at the time. And gaming was just great. It was it was fun. Um, and you didn't really feel the need to go to the arcades. You had arcade hits like Mortal Kombat, Street Fighter 2. You could play them at home now on the Super Nintendo. You could play them at home on the Sega Genesis. And you could play them as many times as you wanted. And you could actually beat them. Unlike the arcade, which was made to drain quarters. You could actually beat Mortal Kombat 1, 2, 3. All around Super Nintendo. Now, PC did get ports of these games. They're not very good because 
that nothing's changed there. Like you'll get a console game that's just ported bad to PC, just just cause, and they don't actually make it for PC. It's kind of like current games like Elden Ring that was made specifically for consoles in mind. Then it's on PC, but it's got a terrible UI for mouse and keyboard. <laughs> like it's just bad. Like it, it is. I mean, I, of course, I can plug up a controller and play it, and it's fine. But if you want to be mouse and keyboard only on Elden Ring, I feel sorry for you after trying it. it it's it's terrible. It's just not good. Like you has terrible. It, it's not a good experience with the mouse and keyboard. Anyway, I'm getting off track again. So there. We're getting into the 3D era now. I mean, PC is basically already in 3D era because of Quake. And Quake 2 and Quake 3 comes out, and they're just pushing the limits. And, you know, got Unreal Tournament pushing limits. The un the first Unreals come out. Man, graphics are crazy. They're even crazier in arcades. I don't know at this time what arcades was actually out that had good graphics. But, I mean, racing games have been really fun at this time cruising usa or something and daytona 500 is that right or daytona usa a really fun game you had the you had a bike game you could actually get on a bike <laughs> like, a, like a motorcycle it's really fun uh but yeah this is the rise of the home consoles at this point like the nintendo 64 is getting announced the playstation one's coming out home consoles are finally getting 3d Sega Saturn, which flopped. Now, now we're getting into the, well, well they, they call this the 32-bit era, but I don't even know if that's correct because, you know, you had the Nintendo 64, which was supposed to be 64 bits. But anyway, consoles are trying at this point to make 3D graphics happen. <laughs> They're still not very good. But man, oh man, does some of the games come out and they start this is when cds were big too about the end of the 90s going into 2005 cds are huge at this point everybody's got packing around portable cd players to listen to music you got cd burners in your computers you got your playstation with a a, a disc that you listen to everybody's got a boom box in the room this this was the this was the end of the nineties and going in the two thousands. Graphics, they they've they've tried at this point. Like I I consider the first generation of three D graphics at home consoles just been. When you look about it now, especially it's bad. Like it really is bad. Like Mario sixty four. And Zelda six Zelda Ocarina of Time still hold up pretty well, but it's still it's still bad. You can definitely tell like games that come out on PlayStation that use the 2.5D was, was stick is like they they're much better than games that went full 3D. Take for instance like Symphony of the Night, Castlevania Symphony of the Night. That game's amazing, still this and it's still a pleasure to look at. Whereas Quest 64 is terrible. <laughs> or Final Fantasy 7. Oh. Try try playing Final Fantasy VII on PlayStation One now on a modern TV. But mind you, if you got a, you can still kind of get away with it on a CRT if you got one, because the resolution is like 480, and everything's kind of soft because of that 
CRT monitor or TV, you know, it, it's just different. But if you, oh man, just if you try to play a retro in, in the first generation consoles, the first 3D generation of consoles, it's bad. Like if you have a, even if you have a system that upscales, it's just, it just doesn't look good at all. It's just bad. You'd have, I think you had Mortal Kombat even trying to go 3D here with Mortal Kombat 4. It's just better in arcade still. Mortal Kombat was an arcade game for the longest time. Uh, it still is, but, uh, you know, Mortal Kombat 2 and 3 is where it started getting good on consoles. Uh, Mortal Kombat 1 wasn't very good on consoles. It didn't have blood. Or did, it had the blood code on Genesis, I think. Anyway, back to what I was saying. Uh, at this point, PC is still pretty great at 3D graphics because the 3D acceleration cards. You know, you got the Voodoo's. You got 3DFX cards. ATI's coming out. This is a fun time for PC gamers. PC gamers actually picking I'd say the best year for PC gaming was probably around 96 to 2000 something. That's probably the golden era of PC gaming or when it really, really took off. I still think PC's the way to go still to this day. Uh, but you had games like half-life quake, quake three arena, quake two unreal tournament. You had what the Sims was coming out this time. Sim cities, man, PC gaming was fun at this time. You had the team fortress, classic team fortress on the X or, or quake. What a, what a time on uh, a PC game at this time and getting a 3d accelerator card and looking at my experience. Well, I forgot my first 3d accelerator card. It was a Cougar TNT two and putting it in my computer and been able to watch a DVD. Actually, I had a DVD player, but my computer couldn't handle like the matrix. Cause it would move so fast. Then I got my 3d accelerator card and it could handle the playing back, uh, DVDs. Now it was awesome. I still wish I had that DVD just cause, but at this time, you know, uh, the first game I, I played half-life and quake three and all that, but it was software rendered. Like my computer could do software rendering. I didn't have a three accelerated card, but man, oh man, when I got a three D accelerated card, I was like, what have I been missing out on this whole entire time? Looking at half-life and direct 3d was just amazing to me. Still to this day, it just blows my mind. I was just like, everything looks so crisp, smooth. Like this is it. Then quake three just ran phenomenal too. That was, that, that was good. It was a good year. All right. So. Uh, we're going to jump to like kind of the midway point before I consider modern gaming. So you got, you know, Microsoft has actually put their name into the, into the mix. So they're make, making the Microsoft direct Xbox, Xbox, big, big name here. Mm, uh, going against Sony, Sony PlayStation two. Unfortunately, Sega has kind of fell off at this point. And with the Saturn just being a terrible system, whether you guys like it or not, it's, it's actually kind of bad. Uh, I, I still like the Sega Saturn. I think it's cool, but it, it doesn't really have a lot of games. The 3d was 
awful. Kind of like uh, like the first gen 3D graphics are just awful. They really are. They're, they don't hold up well today. They still don't. Anyway, um, going on about the Xbox. Xbox comes out, and before this, before the Xbox, first-person shooters really wasn't well-received or, or that fun on consoles. It just wasn't. Now... You can sit there and argue with me all day if you want to. Quake had a good release on Sega Saturn. Doom had a good release on PlayStation 1. Whatever, man. Like the, the Doom come out in like 93 and it's 2000 something. And now they're getting a, a decent port. I still hate the Quake port on Sega Saturn. It's terrible to me. It's not a good way to play the game. So anyway, it's not fun. Those games still wasn't fun with a controller. Now, Quake 64 and Doom 64 was built for the Nintendo 64. They're a little better with the controller, but I still wouldn't call them good. Uh, I think the best first-person shooter at this time on consoles was probably GoldenEye. And really, whenever I go back and look at it, I'm like, why in the world would anybody play this when there's Quake? Like, it doesn't even compute to me. Like... You have all of these console fanboys that had the Nintendo 64 GoldenEye. I'm over here playing Unreal Quake, Quake 2, Team Fortress Classic, and for some reason they're playing split screen, and it's going five frames per second, and they're saying it's the best game of all time. Now, granted, I, I like GoldenEye, and it was a fun time. And, you know, you could have four people playing the same time on the same screen. Cool. But first-person shooters... It just, it just wasn't, I wouldn't call it good until the Xbox. Now, the reason for that is because most controllers only had one analog stick. The Xbox and what, the PlayStation 2, DualShock 2, come out with dual analogs. This this really helped the, the, the console market and helped the rise, for sure. Because people... Common the commoners, the peasants, the peasant world finally got the experience first person shooters whenever Halo come out. I'm just gonna put it where it is. They're like when Halo come out, first person shooters was actually fun on an Xbox or a home console. So first person shooters finally started being a thing, which the PC generation just dominated for a century. You know, Counter Strike and Team Fortress Classic, and just quite just playing playing these games on anything other than a computer at the time was just horrific to me. I was, I guess, I was just ruined. I don't know, but I don't know how anybody that played Quake Three on a computer and decided to get a Dreamcast to play Quake Three thought it was good because it wasn't. It, it was vastly inferior. Even the PlayStation 2 version of Quake 3 is inferior to the original Quake 3. That's on computer. Vastly inferior. I ain't saying you didn't have fun, but it's bad compared. Uh, so anyway, I mean, you started getting games like Quake. You started Quake 3 Arena on PlayStation 2. Halo's just 
Halo's actually only a good first-person shooter at this time, especially on Xbox. And, you know, when Call of Duty was just dominating on PC. And we're going to get into the modern gaming consoles now. This is where everybody kind of learned from the PlayStation 2. They learned from the Xbox what everybody wanted. And Halo 2 come out, and it was uh, uh, just a, it was crazy, you know, how good it was. But it was still on back on the old Xbox. Uh, and first-person shooters were starting to get even more popular at this time. You have games like Call of Duty 4, Modern Warfare. I know everybody's heard of that game. Come on now. This is modern gaming. Now, you've heard about Call of Duty Modern Warfare. It's called Modern for a reason. We're in the modern segment now. Anyway, we're playing Call of Duty Modern Warfare on PC, and it's just a blast. You know, you got Counter-Strike. I don't know. No, I don't think Go was out at this time. You got Counter-Strike. Then Halo 3 comes out for the Xbox 360. Fantastic game, even though I kind of still hate it to this day. <laughs> but it was good. It was a good first-person shooter. And you had games like Unreal Tournament coming out for Xbox 360. Now, you actually had a good port of Quake 3. Finally, a decent port of Quake 3 is called Quake Arcade. That's for the three, 360, but it's still inferior to Quake Live by, by far. Um, Quake Quake 3 never really got a good release of uh, on consoles, if you ask me. I think Quake Arcade's probably the best one, but... I don't, as far as I know, I don't think you can play with a mouse and keyboard on it. Anyway, but, uh, first person shooters are definitely picking up on the home consoles. Like the commoners will call people are playing call of duty on the 360 now. And it's really taken off like, and modern warfare Two come out in three, six, three sixty. I don't think many people got it on pc anymore i don't remember getting it on pc i remember i had it on 360 because that's where everybody played it at but call of duty 4 was on pc and it was it was good now i, I don't even think they made it for pc i can't remember but they took off servers or something and that's made me not want to get it because i was like we can't join servers so gaming's really changing at this time i don't know this this had to be like 2008 to 2000. 10 ish the 360 playstation 3 is coming out playstation 3 is actually getting good first person shooters was like kill zone but they still never had the they still never had halo let's be honest they never had halo they tried to make a halo game it just wasn't there so this is kind of the pre-modern era uh, you got the the early 2008 to 2010 era here but PC game is still still great. But consoles have really picked up in first-person shooters. Now, arcades th at this time are basically non-existent. It's like, you basically build an arcade now, and you build a retro place. The, like, if you go to, like, I don't know, the pizza places, they all have new arcades, but they're, like, they're cool. Like, you have, like, Mario Kart. It, it was cool, but I don't know. It's just not the same. Like, you don't. You don't have people making Pac-Man anymore. They have like graphics 
PC graphics are just caught up with arcades. Like it's why would you build an arcade game now that nobody's going to play when you can build a PC game and have it a free download on the internet <laughs> at this time. Like even the three, even the consoles at this time was still kind of like you had to buy a physical still on xbox 360 and playstation 3 you kind of they was trying to get with the steam and you know pc gamers have been doing this for a long time now since steam what 2000 golly 2006 i, I can't my, i got i got steam because of half-life 2 and team fortress 2 and you had to have steam to play half-life 2 it's the only reason i installed it Anyways, this is the download era almost. Like Steam, I'd already been downloading games like crazy on Steam at this point. Like it wasn't nothing to have a digital game on PC. And let's be honest, if you played PC gaming from like the late 90s, 2000s, you had no CD cracks anyway. <laughs> like nobody wanted to put that stupid CD in for it to do a CD check. Like everybody uses CD crack. Come on. Like no CD check at least. Like I remember having no CD checks for Diablo two. It just wasn't, it didn't load fast because of stupid CDs. Anyways, so 360 PlayStation three, still not digital, mostly physical, but they was, they started PlayStation more than Xbox. I'd say, I know Xbox started with their indie, they had like an indie space and they kind of had the digital games there. Like you could start getting some games digitally. Like you had Quake Arcade, which was a digital game and you had other games as digital, but not like the big hitters. Like you wasn't downloading. <sighs> I'm trying to think here. Cause they've added it now. It's kind of hard to remember, but you basically still like use games and GameStop was just going crazy at this point. Nintendo's still doing Nintendo things. They come out with the Wii a little bit after all this, but then, but then the, the X let's, let's just jump into the modern gaming now. Cause we're, we're kind of in that era where Nintendo kind of fell to the wayside for a little bit. Like they made the Nintendo 64 and the GameCube, which was meh. And you know, they switched to disc too, and they didn't have no online presence whatsoever. And you know, they did build a DS, which was, they did have games on it. I'm pretty sure you could download digitally. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, now we're, in the modern era, we're in the, what I consider the modern era. I know the Xbox one, which is technically the Xbox three and the PlayStation four. This is what the modern era starts because you really start competing with computers a little bit more here. And let's be honest. I mean, they're still computers regardless, but you know, you start getting digital games. GameStop's starting to see an effect of people not wanting to buy used games anymore. They didn't; just, they just didn't buy used games anymore. Like you bought everything digital. PC games have been doing this for a long time. 
wasn't that big a deal to me. I didn't care. I still miss physical media though, but physical media at this point is it's going bye-bye. And with Netflix coming out at this time too, I mean, people wasn't even buying movies anymore. Like you can't give away DVDs at this point in, in 2023, you can go just about any thrift store and there'll be like a million DVDs. This all happened because of this era, the digital era here. As you can download your movies digitally, you can download your video games digitally, download your music digitally. You don't have to have physical media anymore. Computers started getting rid of the disk drives forever ago. Looks like the latest consoles, Xbox. God, what? They got the stupidest names. Xbox Series S and X. That's so stupid. Anyway, so you got the Xbox One. Then you had the Xbox One X. I guess the X version is the extreme version. And you know, the better version of the Xbox. So they're they're actually developing consoles with different hardware in them now. Like, so I I remember even I had a PS4, then I had a PS4 Pro and it was better and loaded faster and stuff. So even at this point, you can upgrade your console a little bit, but you couldn't exchange parts besides the hard drive. I think you could do a hard drive in PlayStation 4. Like it didn't take anything special. And Xbox could, you could hook up, uh, Xbox one, you could hook up, I think you could hook up a mouse, could hook up external hard drives and download stuff. So, you know, consoles are getting there. They, you know, they're gotten a little stronger. Um, but you know, I, even today consoles, they can claim all they want. They don't, they're still not as good as PCs. I don't, and they have made, a they've made a dent though. I will say, and this is. You know, this is the modern era of gaming. It's right now. Consoles, especially the Xbox Series X, is a pretty good console, plus the PlayStation 5. They're fast. They're quick. They're all digital versions. They do have a physical media version still for some reason. You know, I, I, the argument is that there's countries and people out there that don't have internet access all the time. And, you know, they need physical media, which is fine. That's cool. But like I said, back in why arcades kind of kind of went to the wayside, it's like if you're an arcade, if you're a game developer, it'd be hard to make want to make an arcade game, specifically an arcade game today, because you got you know mobile gaming, which is just stupid amounts of money and the worst way to game. Anyway, uh, then you got the home console market which just loves first-person shooters and a, a million other different games. Why would you make an arcade game now? It's There's no money in it. That's why they, the arcades are just completely are dead. <laughs> like you, there's still arcade. Don't get me wrong. There's still arcade bars and stuff out there, which is are awesome, but they don't just, there's just not an arcade anymore. You can't just exist on an arcade, which you probably can somehow somewhere, but Nobody makes an arcade hardly anymore. I don't like, at least I don't know of one. The newest one I've ever seen was like a Mario Kart, but it's like, why well, I play Mario Kart at the arcade and I have Mario Kart on the Nintendo switch. So N Nintendo 
going back a little bit, Nintendo sold gangbusters with the Nintendo Wii. And it was picked up by everybody because they had motion controls. This is the first one to do motion controls. Then they come out with their next console and had a terrible name, kind of like it actually worse than the Xbox One and Series X crap, called the Wii U. And nobody knows what it was. It was actually a tablet and a precursor to what we know now as the Nintendo Switch, which is just dominating games. So anyway, we're in we're officially in the, the modern era. We got, you know, the Steam Deck now for computers. A portable PC, basically, for your Steam, all your Steam, your whole Steam library, just about. I have buddies that have it. Actually, a review, a review coming out of of the Steam Deck on FullTechPodcast.com. Yeah, the Nintendo Switch, which everybody loves, and it's not even powerful whatsoever. Like whatsoever, everybody loves it. I love it. it it's it's not even powerful whatsoever. But Nintendo just seems to make these amazing games run on the worst hardware imaginable. And you got the Xbox series and the PlayStation five and they've, you know, they've caught up graphically wise with the PC a little bit. They're finally getting M dot twos and SSDs and their hard drives. And they can claim they're running 4k 120 FPS halo infinite. And they're not, they're, they're just not like they can't compete with a 480 and they can not run in 4k 120 FPS. They still not. And everybody's TV that has their Xbox hooked up to probably don't even have 120 Hertz. They might, but, uh, what's the future of gaming and gaming consoles? The last segment here, I think, uh, I think we're already seeing it. A lot of people was really into VR. I personally, I like VR, um, but it just, it does, doesn't have the killer app. Like there's no reason. I just don't want to wear something on my head for long periods of time. Like it's, it's fun. Don't get me wrong. I've played job simulator and I'd say beat saber is probably the best overall best VR game I've played. Um, I would like to play half-life Alex. I haven't played it yet, but I actually don't have a VR headset anymore. I'm kind of waiting for it to get better. But the the one I had was the Oculus, which is the Meta Quest now. It, it was fun. Like don't get me wrong, it was fun. But just it just ain't there yet. I don't, I don't know. There's something missing with it. But it's a it's a good experience, and you definitely feel immersed, which is really cool in the VR world. Whatever you're playing, you feel you feel immersed. You know, the sound's good for this device you pay three or $400 with, but it's just taking every bit of your, your data, <laughs> given that it's a Facebook product. So I, I don't think VR is still not here yet, even though they, at the 2023, they said VR was going to be the way to game. And in a lot of ways, people are enjoying it. Uh, the most gamers, Unfortunately, if you want to call them gamers, is mobile gaming. Mobile gaming is just selling bank busters on whatever piece of crap people want to make. And it's all just gambling. Gambling and time gates. That's that's mobile gaming. But uh Xbox and PlayStation, they're the only two well, and the Switch, Nintendo, are the only big home consoles anymore. 
Nintendo has just found the perfect niche for being completely portable and being able to hook up to your TV. And that's basically what the Wii U was. Like you had a little tablet and you could have stuff on your tablet plus the TV, which was really cool. And nobody really got the experience of it. That was, that was legit awesome on some games. Then you could go just tablet mode or you could just go TV mode. Uh, it, Wii U was awesome console. Just, it just didn't sell well whatsoever because of the terrible name and marketing. But, uh, they, they decided that the, having two screens was just too much, I guess, because they had the DS and 3DS, two screens. Went back down to one. It's selling gangbusters now. Uh, apparently, the PlayStation is still outselling the Xbox somehow, and Xbox owns every game imaginable on Xbox Game Pass, which you can also play on PC, by the way. If you're looking for video games, Xbox Game Pass, it just has any game you would like just about any game you would want to play or experience. It's like 15 bucks a month. Get to play these as much as you want. Like, and gaming, gaming is just going to be that way. It looks like from now, like you're just going to have these people that just offer a service for games and you just get to play them like a monthly thing. Like they're still getting, they get mo monthly money off of you, which is big for them. Instead of you buying a game and never returning, like they get 15 bucks a month. You get a lot more people sign up that way. They're making mega, mega bucks off of Xbox Game Pass. But 4K gaming uh, is here, I will say, even on the consoles. Uh, I personally don't like, I mean, I like it. I think 4K looks amazing. But I'm more of like, I want high frame rate, 1440p pushing the limits. Like, let's take a modern game, Quake Champions, and running it. 1440p, 300 FPS is awesome to me. I have a 240 hertz monitor. I've had a 4K monitor. I wanted to run a game 60 FPS. You know, that's fine too, but I just don't like that gaming. Like, I want high frame rate for first person shooters. And the people are doing that on consoles now too. Like, you can actually have a mouse and keyboard on consoles. Uh, where is the future of gaming going? I. You know, it's, it's hard to say because it, it just changed so much. PCs basically always been the same. And I think everybody's kind of with the console or, or the content creator era. Everybody wanting us to be a streamer or YouTuber. PC game is just the way to go. Uh, I mean, you can still do a lot of these stuff from consoles and they've got a lot better in that regard. But everything's digital now. I don't know why it would go back to physical ever at this point, but yeah, mm. the future of gaming consoles. Uh, I don't know. Uh, they're, they're probably currently right now they haven't made an upgrade version yet, which I'm assuming that's coming around the corner anytime the Nintendo switch. It's been out for quite a while and there's been no significant upgrade model. I'm talking about the switch pro or something. Maybe, I don't know. It might be pretty cool, but the steam deck seems to be a new player in the quote unquote console place. Like it's competing with all the home consoles and the switch basically at all at the same time. 
and valve has just done a phenomenal job with it uh but being able to, to, to play your steam library portable without having a laptop's pretty neat so i don't know uh, it looks like portable is going to be uh, another big thing and nintendo seems to have that down but here's another player in the field the steam deck sony tried it and failed xbox not really threw their hat in the ring of uh, portability like in a console wise anyway you know they had the surface and surface laptops and stuff but they're not really they're not, i don't think they care about having a portable game system but i believe been able to take your portable game system on the go is a big thing to a lot of people because the switch just sells gangbusters but then they still buy the PlayStation 5. And I have really no idea why <laughs> at this point. I don't know. I can't think of one good reason to have a PlayStation 5. I think it's God of War, the new one. But if that's the only game you got, I, I still don't. It's not a reason to buy. Like uh, That's not making me buy PlayStation 5. I, they eventually come out on PC anyway. So it's like. I don't care that much about it. So I guess if you like God of War, you have to buy a PlayStation 5. But if you like Legend of Zelda, you got to buy a Switch still. So uh, it does look like gaming has... They've almost dropped the whole against each other. Especially from the 90s, you know, Sega versus Nintendo. That That's long gone. Long gone. And then... Uh, all these games are cross-platform now. That's a big thing. Like I can play Call of Duty, the latest one, with somebody I know on their Xbox Series S, X, Q. It doesn't matter anymore. Which is which I think is great for gaming. Uh, don't, don't get me wrong. That's great. But the era of exclusives exclusive consoles are just about gone you have a few you know you're not going to see halo on playstation you're not going to see god of war on xbox but for some reason you'll see it all on computer and i just like the end there computer's still the best and it's always going to be <laughs> anyways that's the end of this podcast i hope you guys enjoyed it uh we talked about the early gaming consoles and PCs starting up and the rise of the home console, modern gaming, and what we think is going to happen in the future. But uh, if you listen to this far, you are a trooper. It's I've actually felt quite terrible during this whole recording. It's actually a long podcast. I, I didn't even know I had this much to say. But... Uh, Hope you guys enjoyed it. I really, really appreciate you tuning in and listening. Uh, I'd really like for you to let me know your opinions and thoughts on this topic. And the best way to do that is go to fulltapodcast.com. Click on the Discord button and join Discord. And join the community. I'd, I'd love to see meet some of you guys and talk. And you guys can call me an idiot. I don't know what I'm talking about, but gaming at all or technology that that'd be great too i don't care <laughs> anyways uh join discord you can follow me over on twitter at the smango 
you know, everything's, everything's on fulltechpodcast.com guys. Just, and you know, the, the, the podcast should be the biggest platform for the podcast is obviously YouTube at this point. Uh, I, I, I spend most of my time on YouTube, but these will be updated to all the podcast directories. So your favorite podcast place should be there. If it's not, please let me know. I'll try to make sure it's there, but. I what if you want to help me out, share YouTube. That's the, that's the thing we to, to, to get YouTube growing and growing good. Um, uh, I would like, I have the subscribers. I just don't have the watch time. So if you guys are going to listen to this podcast or any podcast, listen to all of the old ones too. Just leave them on repeat, leave it on play, leave it on the plot, the playlist. Just let it run. <laughs> uh, and uh, we're missing uh, 1,800 hours. So I've had the YouTube channel up for a while. And what's happened, I tried to explain this in a post on YouTube. But uh, what, what happened is I had Quake fans. And then Arena First Person Shooter just kind of took a nosedive. Nosedive into the ground. And I did I almost have the 4,000 watch hours at that time, but then I didn't have the subscribers at that time, but then everything just started nosediving, like Quake Champions nosedived, Warfork nosedived, Diabolical nosedived, like there wasn't anybody watching Arena FPS Quake-centric content anymore. That's why we flipped to Full Tech Podcast and Full Tech. That's, that, that's the goal. I still love Arena First Pursuers. I still talk about it all the time, but that's what happened. So whenever we made the transition, uh, all those old videos that had a bunch of views stopped getting views anymore. Like nobody looked up Warfork or Diabolical hardly anymore. So after a year, all that hours falls off. So now we're back down to like over 2000, which sucks, but I just need your guys' help. So if you guys want to listen to the podcast, do it on YouTube for me. Uh, so we can grow and hopefully get monetized one day. That'd be great. Anyways, that's it for this episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. I would really like for you guys to join discord and, uh, hopefully we can get some like gaming nights going or something. That'd be fun. Or community. I'm trying to throw up some more community servers for us to get on and play like team fortress Two, quake or something. It'd just be fun. And, you know, friendly environment. Anyways, guys, until next time, this is Smango, and thanks for listening to the Full Tech Podcast.